The Boston Bruins gave up three power play goals and lost 5-2 to the Panthers last night in Florida. But we still have a lot to be thankful for here on this mini holiday break as the Bruins sit in first place overall. We're going to talk about last night's game, do our weekly cup check, and I'm going to give three things that I'm thankful for about this team here on today's episode of Locked On Boston Bruins. Your Locked On Bruins, your daily podcast on the Boston Bruins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Bruins fans, and welcome back to the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast. I'm your host, Ian McLaren, and this is a daily show where we discuss all things spoke to be. Today is Thursday, November 24th. A very happy Thanksgiving to those of you south of the border. Of course, up here in Canada, we had Thanksgiving about six weeks ago. Uh, But I hope you're all having a wonderful day with family and friends. For those of you maybe feeling a bit alone, hopefully this podcast can brighten your day a little bit, even though the Bruins did lose last night. For those of you on Twitter, Instagram, you can find the podcast at LockedNHLBruins. You can find me, my dad jokes, hockey tweets, at Ian C. McLaren. The Bruins losing 5-2 to the Florida Panthers last night, despite outshooting the Panthers 39-31. The big turning point was the power play. Uh, The Bruins, they went 2-for-6 on the power play, but... The Panthers went 3-for-7, generating all the offense that they needed to win this game. The two teams traded power play goals in the first period. Sam Reinhardt scoring very early uh, to make it 1-0 under two minutes into the game. Later in the first period, Charlie McAvoy with an absolute bullet. Looked like he was participating in the hardest shot competition. Just rifled a slapper past Uh, Spencer Knight to make it 1-1. Anton Lundell scored an even strength goal less than five minutes into the second. And then Alexander Barkov, Matthew Kachuk chipping in power play goals to make it uh, 4-1 at that point. David Pasternak scored his 13th of the season on the power play to bring the Bruins to within two. But Eric Ekblad completed a monster evening by sealing it at the 17.50 mark. Ekblad, if you recall, was injured in the first meeting between these two teams early this season. He was an absolute beast last night. One goal, two assists, a couple shots, a hit, a couple blocks in 24 minutes of ice time. Uh, He was definitely Florida's best player last night. The Bruins fairly undisciplined in this one, taking a bunch of minor penalties. And uh, that really did set them back. Uh, A bunch of guys taking those minor penalties, including Charlie Coyle, Nick Foligno, David Krejci, Brad Marchand, and then Hampus Lindholm, Charlie McAvoy, Connor Clifton, all being called for penalties last night. And that was the difference. Uh, The Bruins need to be a bit more disciplined. 
And uh, despite the fact that they have the league's second-ranked penalty kill, you still can't take seven penalties. You're going to get tired, first of all, killing all those penalties out of your groove. And a team like the Panthers that has some offensive weapons will make you pay. Another troubling... I mean, again, a lot of these were on the penalty kill. They scoring three goals on the penalty kill. But Jeremy Swayman uh, making 26 saves on 30 shots for an 867 save percentage. Overall this season, in five starts, he's 3-2 and two with an 885 save percentage. Uh, well behind Linus Allmark's league are close to league leading mark and um yeah it's it's making it tough to not give Linus Allmark the bulk of the starts here uh over the next little bit the Bruins don't have any back-to-backs coming up in fact they play tomorrow in the Black Friday game against the Carolina Hurricanes where they will attempt to break the NHL record for most consecutive wins on home ice to begin a season. Then they have three days off before facing off against the um, Tampa Bay Lightning. That game will be played on Tuesday. Then they don't play after that until next Saturday. So another three days off in between games. So it's a bit of a light schedule coming up here for the Bruins over the next uh, eight, nine days. So I would expect Linus Olmark to get both of the next two starts, maybe the Bruins will mix things up uh, when they host Vegas and go on a road trip to Colorado, Arizona, and Vegas uh, in mid-December. But for right now, Linus Allmark is without question the number one starter. And uh, it's important for Swayman to get in action to keep Allmark rested and also to yeah, get his numbers back up and uh, get closer to his career save percentage of 917, but not the greatest start. I know there was injuries last night. The Bruins were shorthanded quite often, so that makes it challenging. Uh, but I'd like to see Swayman step up his game here a little bit in the early going. Despite the loss, the Bruins still rank tops in the NHL in several categories. And coming up here next, I'm going to do our weekly cup check where I look at the NHL's top five teams and where the Bruins measure up or how the Bruins measure up in terms of cup contention. Takeaway from last night, can't take all those penalties. They weren't going to go 80-3 and or whatever. Losses are going to come up. No real shame in dropping one to the reigning President's Trophy winners, especially on the road heading into a mini holiday break. So I'm not too uh, I'm not too fussed about that loss. Now this episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there, from the ongoing World Cup of Soccer to this weekend's football action. Of course, NHL, NBA, esports, they've got it all at betonline.net. It's the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix, and you can head to their website today or use your mobile device to learn more. 
at Bet Online, where the game starts. Thank you so much again for making Locked On Bruins part of your day. For your second listen, check out Locked On Sports today. From the games that matter to the biggest stories in sports, you can go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports Today, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. So U.S. Thanksgiving is generally seen as kind of the first tentpole in terms of assessing where teams stand in relation to the competition. If you're in, you're out in terms of the playoff picture, uh, especially in today's NHL with the three-point game. Even as early as Thanksgiving, it's difficult to jump back into the playoff race. So a team like the Ottawa Senators, for example, a lot of hype about them coming into the season. They're 6-12-1, 342-point percentage. Don't need to be worried about them in the playoff picture, I don't believe. Now, every Thursday, I do my weekly cup check. And at Thanksgiving, the Bruins are number one in the NHL in terms of total points with 34 through 20 games. They have a league-leading 850-point percentage, a league-high 14 regulation wins. They're tied with Vegas and New Jersey for regulation and overtime wins. They have scored the most goals in the NHL with 81, and they have allowed the fewest goals in the NHL at 45. They therefore have the highest goals per game and the fewest goals allowed per game. They have the third-ranked power play, and while the penalty kill wasn't super sharp last night, they're still ranked second at 85.7%. Now, I talk a lot about the underlying numbers, generally at 5-on-5, but this week I'm looking at all strengths. I look mostly at 5-on-5 because that's where the majority of the game is played, but you still have to consider power play, penalty kill. That's a part of the game. In terms of shot attempts uh, differential, the Bruins rank 6th in the NHL with a mark of 52.67. Shot differential, the Bruins rank 6th there as well. Expected goals, the Bruins rank 2nd. So in all situations this season, Bruins rank 2nd in terms of expected goals. And that's because they're generating uh, a good chance, uh, a good amount of scoring chances as well as high danger uh, shot attempts where they rank fourth in the NHL in that differential. Where there's, and I've talked about this a little bit, not some cause for concern, but there's reason to believe the Bruins will come back down to earth a little bit in the coming uh, weeks and months. They have a uh, very high shooting percentage and very high save percentages at in all situations. And generally, teams kind of average out over time at around 10% shooting and 90 
uh, percent save percentage for an even 100 number. Right now, the Bruins are at 104.2. Their shooting percentage and save percentage both among the highest in the NHL. So there's reason to believe that they're not going to carry an 850 point percentage all season long. They're not going to keep scoring at this high of a rate, and they might allow some more goals here coming up. We saw that last night. Five goals against uh, with respect to the Florida Panthers. Four of those scored on Jeremy Swayman. But we can confidently say, as of Thanksgiving, the Bruins are a legit Stanley Cup contender. 20-game sample size. Hasn't been the toughest schedule here in this rough stretch. They're 1-1 and through that Florida uh, road trip. Uh, very impressive win against the Lightning. Setback against the Panthers. And we'll see how things progress here in the next couple of weeks. The other two top teams in the NHL are pretty clear at the moment. The New Jersey Devils, they lost last night to the Toronto Maple Leafs after having three goals called back, causing fans to throw beer and chicken fingers at Eric Halla and onto the ice. Uh, but they rank very high in terms of underlying numbers well. They're an amazing possession team. They're generating high-quality chances. They rank number one in expected goals per game. <clears throat> and they're getting decent goaltending from uh, Vitek Vanacek at the moment as well. So New Jersey, they're legit. They are a legitimate team in the Eastern Conference. A West top team is the Vegas Golden Knights. They have a 786 point percentage and they too have pretty encouraging underlying numbers. Bruce Cassidy along with Jim Montgomery certainly in the Jack Adams conversation at the moment. The next two teams in terms of point percentage somewhat surprising you have the Dallas Stars 675 point percentage at the moment uh, their underlying numbers kind of uh, underwhelming all situations they have allowed one more shot attempt than they have generated so they have a 49.98 shot attempt differential they have some amazing offensive talent. Jason Robertson, Rupe Hints, some younger or some older guys in Tyler Sagan, Jamie Benn, Mason Marchment's there, uh, Jake Ottinger, very strong in net. They are reasonably a team to be worried about. If I gave you 20 guesses, I don't know if you could come up with the team that has the fifth best point percentage in the NHL right now. The Seattle Kraken. The second year team has played 19 games. They're 11, 5, and 3 with a 658 point percentage, which is uh, pretty impressive considering they weren't that great last season. They're kind of a middle of the pack team as well when it comes to underlying numbers. They rank 14th in shot attempt differential in expected goals. Uh, Seattle ranks, uh, a bit better. They're eighth. So, you know, this team is fairly legit. They're getting pretty good goaltending from Martin Jones, 
Bruins legend Martin Jones. And uh, they're certainly a team to be uh, at least wary of out West. In terms of total points, this is how things stack up. Bruins, Golden Knights, Devils, Stars, and then the Maple Leafs tied with Dallas at 27 points. They are completely decimated on the blue line. They're missing Morgan Riley, TJ Brody, Jake Muzzin. They just traded for Connor Timmins from the Arizona Coyotes. Goaltending has been pretty strong for them, actually, uh, with between Matt Murray and Ilya Samsonov. Eric Hallgren kind of getting in there as well. We know that they are loaded offensively, and they're only scoring 2.9 goals per game this season. So if their offense gets going, Austin Matthews kicks in, they could be a more dangerous team. But right now, I'm putting them outside the top five uh, behind Seattle based on point percentage. If there's three teams, though, that are four teams that seem like serious cup contenders, Boston, New Jersey, Vegas, Dallas, of course, I would still expect Colorado, Tampa Bay to be in that mix. Toronto remains in the conversation, as does uh, Florida, as we all saw how good they are uh, based on last night's contest. But out west, if you haven't been paying attention too much, you know, Dallas, Colorado, Vegas, certainly the top teams, um, and then Seattle, surprising everybody by ranking third out west right now, fifth overall in point percentage. Uh, I forgot to mention goal differential. The Bruins, despite last night's loss, still plus 37 on the season. League high, uh, next closest is New Jersey at plus 28. Last 10 games, New Jersey is 9-1, Seattle 8-1-1, Boston 8-2-0, Vegas 7-2-1, Toronto 6-1-3. Those are your top uh, records over the past 10 games. So add it all up, Boston's in the conversation, Vegas is in the conversation, and I can't wait for those two games coming up between these two teams in early December. Coming up, I'm going to talk about a few things that I'm thankful for about this Boston Bruins team. Thank you again for making Lockdown Bruins part of your day. Please do subscribe if you haven't already. Early Black Friday sale. Get a free subscription to Lockdown Bruins on YouTube and on your favorite podcast app. Now, what am I thankful for with respect to the Boston Bruins? Well, first... Linus Allmark. This guy has been unbelievable to start the season. He's got a league high uh, save percentage of 935 ahead of Ilya Sorokin, who had like a 46 save shutout last night. Alexander Georgiev, Connor Hellebuck up there as well, but 935 just ahead of Sorokin, who's at 934. Goals against average. 1.96, which is tops in the league as well. Very thankful for Linus Ulmark bringing that steady presence to the Bruins net early on. 13-1, 431 shots against, 
403 saves. He's allowed only 28 goals through those uh, 15 games played, which is uh, unbelievable. Very thankful for Linus Allmark. I don't know why, but I immediately thought of David Krejci when I considered what I'm thankful for for the Boston Bruins. If you listen to the podcast last season through the summer, I wasn't convinced that he was going to be coming back this season. He seemed pretty committed to going home, playing in Czechia. Um, The fact that he came back to the Boston Bruins, this team looks so much better with him in the lineup. No disrespect to Eric Howla or Pavel Zaka, who was brought in, Charlie Coyle, who tried to play second-line center last year. But having Bergeron and Krejci down the middle, one-two punch, is has been a blessing for this team over the last decade plus. And to get at least one more season of him in black and gold uh, is really fantastic. 15 points through 17 games so far, showing no signs of slowing down. Maybe you'd like to see him shoot a bit more, uh, but... It's just so great to have him back in the lineup. That calm, steadying, big dad energy that he brings. Notice he's got a bit of a receding hairline as I've been rocking lately. One of the reasons I I wear this toque. But uh, love having David Krejci back in Boston. And of course, I'm very thankful for David Posternock. He had a rough 2021 Still often think about him and his partner and their loss. Um, But so far this season, he has been focused and just dynamite for the Boston Bruins. He's got 13 goals, 17 assists through 20 games, 30 points, a uh, 1.5 point per game average. He... uh, is in a tie for second for most goals scored. Jason Robertson, Connor McDavid, Bo Horvat, each with 16 goals. Andre Svechnikov, Tage Thompson, Mikko Rantanen, David Pasternak with 13. And uh, he's up there as well in terms of total shots, ranking second in the NHL with 102 through 20 games. Timo Meyer with 110 through 22 games for the San Jose Sharks. Be even more thankful if Don Sweeney, Cam Neely, would announce a contract extension for Pasternak already. Uh, That would really top off this great start for the Boston Bruins. But overall, 17-3 through 20 games, even better of a start than any of us could have imagined. And... I'm just so excited about this team and does really feel like a special group. And hopefully the season ends on this kind of high note that we're experiencing here in the early going. I am also very thankful to all of you who listen to the podcast, tune in on YouTube once, twice, a few times a week. It really does mean a lot. Uh, Seeing a lot of growth here on the podcast over the last calendar year over the last few months locked on bruins was named pod of the week on the locked on network uh, this past week which i very much appreciated 
and uh, so thankful for each and every one of you who takes time to listen and uh, be part of this Boston Bruins community. We are very lucky to have this team, and I'm excited to see what comes next, beginning tomorrow against the Carolina Hurricanes, where they could set that NHL record for most consecutive home wins to begin a season. I do plan on recording tomorrow, probably be after the game. Uh, Maybe go live on YouTube, we'll see. But uh, definitely bank on a podcast still tomorrow. Happy Thanksgiving. Enjoy the time with friends, family. If you're on your own, know that, uh, yeah, I'm thinking of you. Uh, Feel free to reach out and... uh, Yeah, I appreciate you all. Take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. Talk to you again tomorrow on Locked On Boston Bruins.